Hello, and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 108 for the week of February 22nd, 2021. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we'll be talking about the outcomes of this past weekend's Super Saturday and the weekend ahead. How's it going, Mike? It's going well. We've got songs now. It's so exciting. We're in the double digits. We're in the double digits. We can officially publish our top 10 at Eurovision 2021 video. We're not going to do that, though, right? We're not going to do that. We do not have a YouTube channel. My apologies for this (laughs) running bit. It was a Super Saturday, I think. Well, I was about to say, I think it might be the only Super Saturday we get. But that remember two weeks from now, uh, when literally everybody is getting their homework in at the last minute. We will cross that bridge when we come to it and cry on the other side um yes. <laughs> get excited everybody hit that subscribe button um. get <laughs> so before we dive into saturday though let's start where we left off last week we have a song from the czech republic as scheduled uh czech republic dropped benny christo's song on tuesday and it's called oh my god like this track i'm so I, happy about this track. I do too. <laughs> this feels like the best possible outcome of we're sticking with the same person and we're letting them do whatever the heck they want mm-hmm. and trusting their process like yeah this this was just such a breath of fresh air yes this feels very eurovision adjacent but still for a general audience if that makes yes. sense yes <laughs> it feels very radio friendly and yeah like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel written for eurovision it feels like benny Cristo just cooked up another great track and it happens to be his eurovision entry i really think czech republic has their process on lock right now which is great like I, i'm genuinely surprised that no other countries tried to mimic what the Czech Republic has been doing the last few years in terms of online selection and producing their process outside of a television studio. You know, like I think back to their 2019 process where they were kind of being taskmaster about it, being like, oh, go into this Airbnb and make a Eurovision video. You have three minutes. Your time starts now. Why wasn't anybody else doing that? Like th- this is the exact circumstance where that could work good on Czech Republic, I think they've got a leg up as a result of putting in the three to four years of work to prepare for just this situation. And yeah, I'm I'm so happy that this is the result uh, that, that yeah. came from it. That, that this is that this is what we have still feels a little early given that this is we are we are now just hitting 10 songs and it's middle of February to know where this slots overall, even if this is not the year for them, if the Czech Republic keeps putting in the, the work that they have, it's going to happen. I completely agree. And like they're in the second semifinal, which is the one that we thought last year was just going to be the weird one, uh, <laughs> since it's just like so many countries that are like kind of the underdogs at Eurovision. I think this this is going to be a very strong entry in that field. Agreed. Other news that dropped midway through the week, UK announced that James Newman will be returning to be their artist. Unless James Newman was playing hardball in negotiations and stuff, I don't know why this announcement was not tied to RuPaul's Drag Race last Mm -hmm. week. 
no word yet on what the song's going to be, when that's going to drop, anything like that. I think this is kind of more the BBC just kind of pushed up against the wall, be like, yeah, you really need to say something at this point because we have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. With the RuPaul thing, there had been a rumor mill going that not the girl group from this year, but the winning girl group from last year, who has since released NEP. Somebody made a Twitter account that said that, like, no, it's going to happen the announcements this day, where I was like, okay, but our, but you can just put anything on Twitter. But yeah. uh, the, the rumor mill was running overtime with that, and I, I think had that been the case, they totally would have done a tie-in with RuPaul. I think the UK also kind of understands that um, this is probably not going to be their year, uh, more more so than usual. It's a real sticky wicket, if it as you, yeah. as it were. All the best to him. Like mm-hmm. I did enjoy like the glimpse we saw of home concert stuff with James. He seems like a real sweetie. My last breath did creep up on me. So yeah, like I I don't doubt that he will produce a quality song i just have a feeling it's not going to be the most receptive audience right now so yes um, if it's something that you're just kind of tinkering with like you don't don't put out your a plus material i guess is what i'm saying it's like yeah, yeah. don't knock yourself out like, yeah you know, and like <laughs> with again the the uk is in a very hard place honestly they should just figure out what their method is and stick with it for a few years mm-hmm. like what the czech republic did because look at them mm-hmm Good luck, James. Let us know when your song's coming, please. Sometime in the next two weeks would be great. You're not going to compete for attention with like 37 other people. Let's dive into Saturday then. Let's dive into Norway first since we had the culmination of Melody Grand Prix 2021, which started on Monday with the second chance round. Mike, did you watch the second chance round on Monday? Against my better judgment, yes, I did. Um. I also watched it against my better judgment. I had like a nice little escape pub when they cut to the news after the first part of things, and I still continued to watch. I have to wonder if NRK is just really starved for content right now, because it was just replaying all of the performances from the previous heat. So like, you weren't getting anything new, just a new opportunity to vote on the 15 songs that had not qualified. Yeah, and I think that's where my confusion had been is I thought that there was going to be like another performance somehow. Or that it was going to be presented in... Actually, I don't even I don't even know how I was expecting it to be presented. Yeah, same. I mean, it could have been like, oh, we're going to have seven duels and then four more duels after that. And then <laughs> it's... The morning of, I had seen... And like by the time I went back to double check it when I was tuning into the program, the tweet had been deleted because it was a lie. Um, that, that it was going to be... These five that that failed in the first heat and these in their in their first round, these five that failed in their second round, and then one from these three, and then those are going to go to a gold final, and then we're going to vote on them again for some reason. Oh man! Just, <laughs> like really, just like the just like the fact that there was a complicated chart, I should just disregard that immediately. I do love an insane flow chart. <laughs> on the other hand, when the second chance round looks like the Pepe Silvia wall, and you should just scrap it. For all the complaining I have done about this process, the the final lineup on this was very good i did appreciate the various ways that performances had been changed and and thought over i would agree with that it was the right 12 at the same time i think we could have cut out a lot of the filler and just gone straight to these 12 you know oh oh yeah no like if if norway had just like done their own internal process and been like these are the 12 i would have Mm -hmm. been fine with that like i trust them i'm just thinking of rayleigh's performance which i know i was very critical of the first time around but 
Yeah, I, I uh, this whole thing was just like the passion of the Rayleigh as like mm-hmm. more and more people were reporting on like how rehearsals were going and stuff. She ended up developing cystitis from all of the rehearsals and like the water. Oh boy, effect. yeah, that would do that. Yep. So there was that, and then apparently she also hurt her foot in doing the maneuver, like after the water splash thing, going crouching on the yes. chair seat part. Oh yeah, no, like I feel like in one of the performances in her heat, you could see her real wobbly. I was concerned because it's a very slick stage; it's wet. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pointless in a way like i i Mm -hmm. don't understand like especially with the way that the shot was framed and this might have just been in the final i didn't go back and watch a semi-final performance but like it looks like she's doing that just so that she can turn around but it's like oh that probably could have been choreographed in a less threatening to your foot sort of way in in a less ankle snapping way yeah yeah she still did that in the final performance so i mean congrats she ended up going back to the look that I think was the same look she had in her performance in last year's final, where it's like the white outfit and the Slopko braid. I was disappointed with that. Like, oh, I, really? I, I thought the wardrobe change was fine. I thought, like, I mean, it was a little, it was a little gymnastics, but it's it's an 80s mm. theme. That's fine. That's fine. If you're going to give me the full flash dance fantasy Give me the perm. I liked the styling change for like one of my one of my issues before was just like I don't know who really is as a performer, and I thought going back into this costume is like oh okay, there's some consistency between like the Rayleigh from last year and the Rayleigh from okay. this year, and I think it was also nice to have just the color contrast because there was just way too much purple, blue, mm-hmm. and pink um in in the other costumes because her backup dancers were also now dressed in white, and yes. I think it was helpful just to have that visual separation yeah uh, like the, the white the white popped nicely visually i thought yes i do agree that the full flash dance-ness of it did get lost and i have to wonder how much of that is is the costuming change and the hair change and how much of it is well we know what's coming mm-hmm. well yeah and like that that also occurred to me is that okay well if we can't have this big water element in the the performance we're gonna tape Mm-hmm. And as long as you've had like three weeks, why not just show what the taped version would be? There are plenty of other acts that were switching up their wardrobe and their staging. I think she could have gotten away with it. I think so too. Unfortunately, we will not know because uh, she did not make it to the final four. That's the thing the that I think four. is the most upsetting about it. Where it's like, oh God, she went through like really kind of hell this week and yeah, did not get rewarded for it. The acts that did make the final four were Blazamafian featuring Hazel, Yorn, Kano, and ticks, which, if you've been paying attention to this entire process, are all of the performers from week one. Which just yes, I, I share that I share that annoyed grunt because again, Norway, we trust you. Just pick the twelve that are good. After the second round of voting, it went to the battle that we have been expecting since week one of Kano versus ticks. The two auto qualifiers from week one. Put another way, this entire process was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> was just fully unnecessary. Uh, yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah, anyways, it came down to Kano versus Tix. Kano, I thought, delivered two stellar performances that feel like the performance when you've won and the confetti is dropping from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, like, they yeah. were another one that, like, dropped some darker outfits that I thought blended in with, like, the background of how dark the studio is this year to white. That was good stage wear. I like the costume change. I still thought that the performance needed a little bit more movement, but this felt like less 
less grim. I think that I think yeah. that was the other issue with the with the dark costuming is like oh it really yeah it felt weirdly kind of... yeah it felt like the weird gritty reboot of Kano and I don't want the gritty reboot of Kano yeah. for Kano. <laughs> I don't need the dark backstory. Just give me the pop. Yeah. The pop it's a ten hour movie. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like ticks ultimately won. I think I went through like all of the five stages of grief this weekend and now I'm I now I've accepted this and like I think I'm starting to see what people see in ticks. Yeah, the song didn't bother me as much as it seems to be bothering a lot of people on Twitter and like various other social media, but like the song is fine. It kind of reminds me of Hoobastank and but just like with 20 teens production. Okay. I get that. I have my reference point. Have you seen uh Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? I haven't. I want to see it, but okay, you should you should watch it because like this song feels like something that Connor for real absolutely would would have performed in that movie. Okay, and, like, there's something about it, and I'm not sure what it is because like the staging is kind of leaning into the tongue and cheekness of that, mm. but there's like there's something that isn't quite pushing it over the edge for me. Even though again, it should, it feels like it should be campier than it is. Even though you have like six dancers dressed as as like little black devils. I think that is where my issue is with the song where like it when it was presented in the first heat it was in Norwegian and they've decided to change it uh, into English both for the final and like they announced today that it's that's what's going to happen at Eurovision and I think it's with the English lyrics it just makes the staging seem way too literal which I presume is also the case in Norwegian. Say, I'm but pretty sure I think that more... was the case when it was in Norwegian as well. Yeah, but I think more people are going to notice that that's the case because more people speak English than they speak Norwegian. Mm-hmm. They filmed their backup performance uh, in case uh, Norway's not able to make it to Rotterdam. And I'm kind of hoping that they're able to make it to Rotterdam and maybe... Like, I don't know if they're locked into their staging concept, if they're allowed to do something different than what they filmed as their backup. I hope they are able to make some changes and just make it like a little less on the nose. Mm-hmm. I'm not as bothered by the giant angel wings and like giant fur coat train. Oh yeah, no, uh, no, like that's that's just good over it pop star styling. Right. I'm not as bugged by this one, but I'm also like I'm not in love with this song either. It might be a grower though. I mm-hmm. will we'll, check back again in April. See it's where I'm it's at, so. it has been growing on me, and like there was like a nice pure human moment when he had won yeah. and he was clearly crying behind the sunglasses. I'm like, oh, he's a human being. Thinking of where he is in his career, I feel like that is a genuine expression of emotion. Like, I don't think those were crocodile tears at all. No. Like, I, I think that was genuine. And he does want to go to Eurovision and probably does see that as an opportunity, like a step up in his career and not mm-hmm. a step sideways or a step down. Given that the other thing that he's he's known for, at least beyond Norway, is being one of the co-writers on Sweet But Psycho, Mm-mm. this feels like a nice calling card of, hello, I'm a pop songwriter. Here is here is what I can do. I'm interested to see how this entry evolves. I, I, I think this will be one to, to watch. 
So the other big final that happened in the first part of Saturday was Finland's UMK. There were seven songs that competed. It was a 75-25 split between the televote and the jury. And the U.S. was part of the jury for some reason. Yeah, there was general confusion on U.S. Eurovision Twitter over, wait, what? Yeah, the uh, juror representing the U.S. is Carlton Wilborn. Like, digging into his background, it's like, oh, he seems like a pretty cool guy. He's a dancer, a character actor, an author, a motivational speaker. Probably best known for being one of the dancers uh, in Madonna's uh, Blonde Ambition Tour and Girly Show Tour. He is the first person that you see in the music video for Vogue. That's a cool credit to have. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from Chicago, so, uh, hey. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, when he started dance classes, he was in the same dance class as Michelle Obama, which is, like, just another, like, little interesting tidbit. I have no idea why he was part of this process. I, I assume, like, a friend of a friend type connection thing. But, yeah, that, that was just kind of like, oh, an interesting character to uh, learn more about. So Yes, um, and, that, like, I was, was like, neat. trying to figure out who is this person and was, like, digging into, okay, is there anything on his social media about the fact that he's, like, representing the u.s and a jury in finland's eurovision thing like mm-hmm. check the instagram nothing huh when finland calls you you accept yeah, the when, when, yeah, so, when yeah. Finland, yeah. <laughs> we rise to oh. the task at hand it was a landslide uh blind yes. channel and dark side in the devil put your middle finger side take a shot throw it up and go discussed our picks last week and i thought that all of their options were very good they had a variety of options i think all of them were going to have problems at eurovision like um, oh yeah that's yeah yeah but like for umk it was a fun show like it opened with pandora and the teflon brothers and probably one of the more bonkers performances that we are going to see this selection season (laughs) yes and like admittedly when i heard the song i did not know that there was going to be a full-on homage to one of my favorite terrible movies in the performance like that was just ripped from voyage of the rock aliens which i did check today is available for streaming in both the u.s and the uk it was visually stunning i'll I'll put it that way but uh yeah my, my hang up on the performance is you don't get closure on the microwave aspect of it like it's put oh good i thought i was the only one who was but but we opened with the microwave what happened to the spaceship in the microwave is the microwave destroyed yeah or or like i expecting like popcorn to fly out because it does have kind of like jiffy pop look about it but yeah it was a lot going on and when the votes were coming in they got a sizable portion of the vote i think that 150 points in the televote which is like in the televote and like in the moment i was just like it's happening yeah, yeah, it's like, that is a huge chunk, but I had a spreadsheet open to, like, put in all of these points, and it's like, well, wait, like, doing some quick arithmetic, and then checking, like, how many how many votes are still out there, be like, oh, there might be, like, close to 500 votes still in play, and sure enough, Blind Channel got, like, what was it, 470 or, or something like that? Something like, it like was that. Like, it was a crazy number. It was decisive. Like, they got 54% of the televote and they won the jury. So, yeah, they're definitely going to Eurovision. <laughs> uh, but what did, what did you think of their performance? Yeah, just knowing Finland at Eurovision and having learned more about Finland at Eurovision over the course of Eurovision again, Finland wants you to know at all times that they're not like the other Nordic nations. Mm-hmm. And I get it, I do. 
it's, it's just not my thing. The performance, yeah. the performance was was okay for for this type of song at Eurovision. Yeah, I thought the performance was kind of a mess. Like it, it felt like they had edited the track so that it was just kind of like mumbling through the lyrical part of it, just so that they could get to the hooks and the screaming part of it. <laughs> and, yeah, which I mean. That's a good strategy because that is the part of the song that people are going to remember. I was going to say the chorus is very hooky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it reminded me of the talent show back in high school where there's this one guy who was doing Green Day's Brain Stew. I think this was shortly after the Godzilla remake came out. And he was just like trying to play through it. And he was really struggling through it. And I think part of it was because he was like completely stoned at the time. And it's just like kind of mumbling his way through the the verse part of it and then it gets to the part where you're just going like and then like the audience is just freaking out so it's just like oh it's kind of like that <laughs> just like every high school talent show has a band that is trying to be corn this is another one that i'm looking forward to talking about in a month or so yeah i want to see how this one sits with me i want to see this one in the larger context of the field particularly yeah. uh, it's it's particular semi-final it's not really for me either, but it's for a lot of people. And like, for a lot of people. Not, it, and it's not just Finland either. Like, it, it seems like the online consensus, from what I can tell, is like people are really into this track. So, um, need to open up to it, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> Branding. That's the whole point of this, isn't it? That's so. the whole point of this. Yes. Uh, Eurovision is a big tent. So meant to mention this with mgp but mgp had had some of the highest ratings it's had in years mm-hmm. finland this was the most watched umk to date and then apparently we used up all of our energy on those and melfest because uh spain has reported that this year's selection was the least watched man selection since 2009 Oof. okay i kind of get it I wasn't able to watch it on Saturday because I just could not get the RTV website to work. Yeah, and ended up watching the YouTube videos after the fact. And I think the correct song won. Agreed. the staging for that one was far superior to memoria like memoria was just shrouded in darkness <laughs> like it's yeah. like did they forget some of the lighting cues like you could not see blas for a good chunk of the performance voya kadarme just felt much more dynamic of well, of the two because i feel like the song itself is just kind of mid-tempo and there i don't think it's necessarily a bad song but like like i said last week i just don't think this is the year for i am concerned about blas's career aspect like the way that we were talking about ticks and how like he views this as a step up in his career i'm wondering if this might end up dragging blazes yeah if blazes sort of being dragged down yeah we'll see we'll see those were all of the songs that have been selected in the last week uh but there were also semi-finals because yeah what <laughs> super saturday has a little bit of everything uh actually this week had two semi-finals coming out of estonia uh Istilal had their first semi-final on thursday and their second semi-final on saturday our semi-final one picks we did all right we got three out of four 
Thursday's show felt a little bit more straightforward in which songs were being presented. Like it, op- it opened with Tanya, who I think gave a good performance and like kind of elevated or rather so-so song. But there wasn't a lot of elaborate staging for most of the performances. But something that happened that I thought was kind of weird was it seemed like everybody was like a little nervous or on edge or just kind of had a case of the yips. Like there were a lot of Eastilal alumni that were competing in this semifinal. And right. A few bum notes here and there and like just kind of, I don't know if there was just something that happened before the show started that just kind of spooked everybody, like the light fell or anything like that. But yeah, there was just something that was a little off in a lot of the performances. And then the results came through and only men got through on the, yeah. <laughs> on the first semifinal, which was just like, ooh, that is a very bad look, particularly because uh, Nika Marula, uh, whose song Calmed Down, uh, which was not on our, I don't, it wasn't on my radar. I don't know if it was on your radar. Yeah, it had very impressive staging. Like it had this sort of spider web setup and she was getting lifted and dropped onto the floor. It was really a very strong performance it kind of reminded me of um armenia's walking out uh from 2019 uh just in terms of like the shattering light effects and and that sort of thing but uh the jury loved that one the audience i guess didn't and it did not make it through and uh i I think that was the shock result from Thursday's show, other than it being just a total sausage fest uh, <laughs> coming out of that. So, uh... <laughs> oh, there was there was like a, a deep concern before Saturday happened that there could be more people named Uku in the final than women. And that would have been bad. Yes, yes. Um, although there were at least seven acts with women in it on Saturday's show. So there was going to be at least one woman. It was mathematically required. For <laughs> Math- yes. Least. Yeah, um, so <laughs> that's fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, sem- semifinal two was also a very strong field. Uh, Sissy opened the show and really dropped the gauntlet. Like she gave a stunning vocal of time, got on stage, sang the song, had her backing singers come in and like they were doing their backing singer thing and just owned the stage without any sort of distractions or lighting effects or backdrops or anything like that. It's like, no, just singing the song. And uh, yeah, I thought she, she did a fantastic job and she got through. So that was good. And I think the results were pretty straightforward. Like it, 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 there was a pretty clear cut uh, connection between like best song performance combination in terms of who was getting through. And uh, yeah, I think the only shock was uh, Grandma Fun, one of my picks uh, from last week, did not make it through. And I think it was because the performance, it was another case of like people having the yips. Yeah, I was watching the the recap at the end of Estonia's show and was just underwhelmed. I was, I was like, oh no, they're having like a bad day and like you can't have a bad day in the semifinals. It sounded fine. There was just something... Like something in the eyes where it was just like something's not right here, and it's just like what what's not right? Some like somebody mm-hmm. do something, fix this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like uh, one that that I don't know how it wasn't on my radar to begin with, but I really like uh, Yuri Putzman's song this year. Oh yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 done a lot of work since uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, it, it felt contemporary and it felt like a step up from his previous time on the yeah. stage. 
Yeah, my <laughs> beloved Heaven's Not Too Far Tonight was exactly the performance that I wanted from it. Uh, like, the only thing it needed was, like, the lyrics of the song and then, like, the highlighting that happens during karaoke, like, underneath the mm-hmm. yes. disco ball what, graphic that they had. <laughs> was I did need the microphones to be plugged into a karaoke machine on the stage. Yeah, that was solid. And, uh, yeah, Ugo Saviste was the first one announced uh, as advancing. And they were the second to act announced uh, to go through. And I actually went yay on my couch when that happened (laughs) and like i don't think it's the best song in the field i i don't know but i i stand by my claim when we talked about it where it's like if this one wins i think it could win eurovision uh just because it is such a delightful vibe so they got the two spot in the final running order so we'll see how that goes but it's um, very rude very very rude but yeah, overall, like I, th- I think Estonia is in really good shape. I think it's going to be a really good final, and that's going to be happening on March 6th. Put Uku Saviste in the two spot, you cowards. Uh, he's in the sixth spot, and then like the more um, weird performances are after him. <laughs> uh, uh, Tartu. Oh, yeah. I saw a clip of that, and I'm intrigued. Yeah, like that one. <laughs> so when the songs were initially announced and they had like their special where they were just showing clips of stuff, I was keeping notes in our spreadsheet of just being like, oh, okay, this one, like, oh, that's that's an alum, that's an alum. Oh, this one has like uh, jazz overtones, this one, blah, blah, blah. As soon as their clips started, it's like, oh, this is going to be the weird one because Estonia always has the weird one uh, in their field and it usually qualifies and it's just so art house and bananas and I love it and it's why I love Estonia's process and yeah they got through yeah they, they were almost one of my picks when we talked about semifinal too but I, I didn't have the courage of my convictions and that's why we only got one out of four so <laughs> lesson learned yeah checking in on Melfest I think this was a good week to skip it was an okay show and I can't mm. I haven't had my moment yet of of there being a performance where I go yes this is the winner of Melfest uh, our direct to finals this week are Tusa. His song was good, and like he's one of the, he isn't someone I've seen before at Melfest. Mm-hmm. So I'm always excited when we have new blood. Uh, yeah. And then Charlotte Pirelli also got through, and that was definitely a performance. That was definitely a Thomas Jason. Joint. It was oh it was goodness. the most Thomas Jason song that has ever Thomas Jasoned. Oh, like I I almost went back to the entry that he had in Lithuania's final last year. Just to be like, wait, is, are we sure this is not the exact same song? Did he just like <laughs> did he just like do a find and replace? Possibly. He really likes that word invincible. No. <laughs> he he does. He loves the word invincible. The staging was kind of weird. Charlotte Pirelli and then like her four backup singers slash strutters in like mm-hmm. various white flowy garments. And it was just sort of the moment of every Real Housewives season where one of them is having their fashion show. Debuting their wedding line. I was getting a wedding party vibe. Yeah, it was from, it was real bridal. It was yeah. real bridal. Going through to Andre Shansen, we have Clara Hammerstrom, the equestrian, and Alvaro Estrella, who sang Baila Baila. The one that I'm just very happy placed in seventh, uh, Mustache. I had mm-hmm. not realized when we were talking about Mustache last week, their song was called Contagious. Not on my television, not today. No, um, no. But they play seventh, and that made me very happy. Apparently, they had uh, some uh, rather sordid history, and uh, people were wondering, why are they part of Melfest this year? So, yeah, I think it, this was the right decision uh, yes. in, in, in terms of who should 
continuing the competition so the show has been has had sort of like different theming from week to week this year because charlotte pirelli was opening the show her clip was just sort of her talking about her history and like showing various eurovision things in the background and then for the second act they did the same thing i'm like oh no this is the trend Hmm. where it totally worked for charlotte pirelli it did not work for some of these other acts and like mustaches i think they were kind of talking about the contentious history and had i realized that i would have paid more attention looking at this week's lineup we have Tess Merkel, former member of Alcazar, who has competed in 2003, 2005, 2009, and 2010. Lovad, a singer-songwriter who's released a handful of singles since 2018. This is their first time at Melfest. Ephraim Leo, who released his debut EP last fall. This is his first time at Melfest. The Mamas, who won in 2020, uh, who were backup for John Lundvuk in 2019. Sanex, filling out our dance band quotient. They've been around since 1990. Clara Klingenstrom, a singer-songwriter who's another first-timer at Melfest. Her first single came out in 2019. And then Eric Sada, who competed in 2010, where he came third. 2011, where he won. Competed most recently in Melfest in 2015. Will he be as popular this time around? I feel like the Mamas and Eric Sada are destined for DTF. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel, feel very earmarked, but we have, a, we have three different first-timers. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of them will be able to pull it out, but... Yeah, hopefully we'll get one of those songs that it, we'll we'll see it and just be like, yes, this is this is the one. Yeah, I feel like last year there were like three different performances where I was like, one of these is going to be it, and one of them was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year, even though we have some heavy hitters in the mix, it just has not happened yet. Yeah, and well, it's going to have to be one of these because this is the last week of it, new songs. It is the last so, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be awful to get to Andre Johnson. It's like, well, one of these has to win. So. <laughs> that doesn't seem like Sweden's MO. So No. <laughs> the last thing that happened on Saturday was Portugal's Festival de Cansal. Their first semifinal featured 10 songs. We were 50% on our hit rate with that one as well. Uh, ben, your your pick of uh, Girasol uh, did not make the cut, which I'm disappointed by. Well, really, like the whole field was so, so good. The performance of Girasol was perfectly fine but it was just him playing the guitar and singing like there wasn't really much more to the performance so uh it might have just gotten lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. um but Contramal uh did make it through so very excited about that and one of the songs that uh we didn't discuss last week um and that i wasn't really keen on uh just from the audio track was uh Sadaje, which had kind of a telemoves vibe to the performance uh just with like costumed dancers wearing these like really interesting face masks like they were face masks but had like led screens on them that one's probably one to watch uh when it comes to the final and then this saturday is going to be the second semi-final so 10 more songs will be competing and ben i know that last week's uh wasn't really your bag was there anything in uh, this coming week's field that caught your ear? Compared to last week, I was delighted by this week's choices. There oh, was, good. It, it, like, it felt like there was, like, I'm just like, why did you put all of the ones that sounded the same in the same week together? That feels, that feels poor to all of those songs, because like, this felt like a much more diverse lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I had, like, a few things that grabbed me, but the one that really stuck with me uh, was, and I have no clue, given the phrasing of this artist's name how to pronounce it but euclides and voltifas mm-hmm. 
Bispo disfaz e num impasse ganha moral. Um banco é mal. Doesn't feel that far off from a lot of what was going on in week one, but there's just like uh, there's like slightly more contemporary instrumentation, more of like a synthy thing going on. But it's just like a nice little three minutes to hang out in. Really, I think that can describe just about every one of the tracks in this year's feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I love you, Portugal. Oh. <laughs> Portugal is just here yeah. to vibe, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, yeah, the, the one that I thought that you were going to pick was uh, Graciela's uh, "A Vida Sem Acontecer." <laughs> is feels like the one where portugal is dipping their toe into the water of all of the 80s revivalism that the rest of the nations are going on about mm. oh that's interesting yeah i guess it does have that sort of 80s vibe yeah the, the one that i thought was kind of being more of the retro throwback uh was uh the chicks i got music i was getting such delight vibes from that like particularly the infinity within album i'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with delight's work beyond groove is in the heart but uh yeah just the vocal styling is just right right in that jazzy dance sweet spot that um yeah i'm i'm would like to check out more of the chick's work uh mm-hmm. so well yeah, yeah. like graciela feels like portugal hearing that everybody else is doing 80s stuff and going oh cool uh mm-hmm. we're gonna do new order thank you yes yes so <laughs> just, just uh, pulling out their copy of power corruption and lies nice so their show will be on Saturday, and that'll be another one that where it's the last one of the day. Uh, thank you, time zones. So, <laughs> Coming up this week, uh, Bulgaria has launched their platform for submitting your feedback about Victoria's songs. We will have a link to that in the show notes. Serbia might be happening this week. Like, we at least know the song title as of, as of today. Hurricane will be singing Loco Loco. I don't think they were planning on revealing that information, but they uh, posted a video. It was either Sunday night or Monday morning, uh, just being like, hey, we're in the studio recording and like doing this thing. We can't wait to share our song with you. And the fandom, of course, was checking every single piece of paper that was on the screen. And one of them had the name of the song on it. The, fa- the fandom <laughs> paused on that frame and was like, computer, enhance. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, I guess we'll announce it now. They they have not announced a date, so I imagine. Like, it seems like they are very close to getting that done. I, I have a feeling they want to avoid the traffic jam that is going to be that is middle of quick March. approaching. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere this week, uh, Cyprus will be releasing El Diablo. Germany will be revealing their song. Ireland has said that Maps Leslie Roy's entry will be out on two twenty six, and Slovenia has having EMA on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a very quiet Saturday. I think it's just Melfest, uh, Slovenia's song announcement, and Portugal. So It's the eye of the hurricane. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah and like the other one that we were expecting was San Marino had initially said they were going to be releasing this week and avoiding the traffic jam. Mm. Uh, and they have now uh, apparently rerouted themselves yes. uh, because they, they, they're now arriving March 8th uh, yeah. right in the thick of things. 
Yeah. So uh, I hope it's worth it. So, <laughs> Or it's the cause of the traffic jam because it's going to be like right before everything falls into place. So <laughs> beep, beep. Sunita's here. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me. And Mike McComb. That's me. You can subscribe to the Euro What on the podcast app of your choice. When you subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, and help other Eurovision fans find us. Show notes are in the description of this episode or on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at Eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision.